Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner. I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just over broke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, I'm super pumped to bring on a really good, actually an awesome real estate investor and a really good friend of mine who we are going to be talking about the real estate market, the interest rates, the economy crashing possibly if it's crashing, but definitely recession and all that good stuff and how you can invest in real estate, protect yourself if there is a correction, but how to make money, whether the market goes up, down or sideways. And we're going to get you ready for the best time ever to invest in real estate. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on? Now, I am super duper glad. Did I just say super duper? I guess I did. Well, anyways, I am super glad, super duper glad to have you here on the show with me. And I am excited for this episode and excited for what's going to be happening in the real estate market, real estate like just investing in general for the next couple years. My expert that I'm bringing on today, he's actually a good friend of mine. He's got his own podcast, fantastic podcast. And at the same time, he also does turnkey investing. He invests himself. He even invests in plays like Broadway production plays, online businesses. He's got lots of investments. And so being a fantastic real estate investor himself, he's also branched out to other things. But what we're talking about today is his bread and butter, my bread and butter, which is real estate investing. And what we're seeing in the market is something that we're getting asked by all of our people and our audiences to our coaching students, and they want to know what's going to happen in the real estate market. Like, how do I make sure I protect myself? What's going to happen in the next year, two years? What are we seeing? How are we going to be investing? And that is what we're coming on the show. Now, I actually have this recording, and it's literally from his show. I said, hey, can I take this recording and just play it on my show? He's all, absolutely. It's great information that we could all utilize. And so I am super pumped that also he is going to be, actually, like I said, he's a friend of mine. He's going to be keynote speaker at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, RubeCon. He's going to be keynoting and talking even more about how this next coming couple of years is going to be so fantastic and how you can capitalize on it. He's going to give us statistics and numbers. And actually, what's super awesome, like he and I work really well together. I'm not a numbers person. I mean, I've told you guys many times, like numbers go in my brain and they kind of flutter and disappear in my brain and like they evaporate. They're gone. But his his brain absolutely like locks down numbers, statistics, um, uh, where we are in the economy, like how many homes are for sale and all this sort of stuff. And it's hard for me to keep up. That's why I brought him on or I'm using, utilizing his episode from his show because he gives us so much great information. And at RubeCon, he's going to give us even more information and more accurate, up-to-date information from the time that he's actually giving it to help you become a fantastic real estate investor. So you absolutely need to be there. This is just a taste of all the amazing things that he's going to be sharing at RubeCon. You need to come, use that promo code, and I will literally give you 10% off your ticket to RubeCon. Go to RubeCon.com. The link will be in the description. But I just want to see you invest. And with this conference, it's no, it's a no sales pitch conference. If you've been to any real estate investor conferences, you will see a booth at the back. 
Now that booth at the back is really just a way for the people at the main stage to give you all hype, all sales pitch. And then they say, run to the back. And it's normally $100,000, but we're only going to charge you $1,000 today. It's uh, it's really just a money-making scheme. This is the opposite. RubeCon is really what I wanted when I first got started investing in real estate. And what I've seen is if we build a community, if we help each other, we get genuine people around us, then we can help everybody and we can also be blessed in our real estate investing. And this year, I have 43 other expert real estate investors that are going to be there. You need to be there. So get your ticket. Now, let's jump into today's show where I'm bringing on a fantastic investor, business owner, podcaster, YouTuber, and all that good stuff. My friend, Marco Santarelli of the Passive Real Estate Investing Podcast. Let's jump into today's show. Here we go. Well, I am here with a good friend of mine, Mr. Dustin Heiner. Dustin, let's uh, rock this thing. How are you? Bless, Marco. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's great getting to hang out with you again and just talk shop. I mean, that's what's fun about being an investor is we're not just, you know, telling people how to do this. We invest. That's one thing that if we're going to do anything, we're going to be investing in real estate. So it's great getting on to talk to you about this and really just share our, where we are in our investing and what we're seeing coming in the future. Yeah. So let's just quickly set the stage. You and I were talking uh, offline. In fact, it was another day and we thought, hey, let's uh, get together and, and, and record an episode and talk about where we are in the market, you know, where, where where we came from and where we are, what's going on and what we expect to see coming up in the future, and then maybe make an argument or two as to why it may be or is a really good time to invest in real estate right now. So uh, this is completely unscripted. You and I don't have an outline or a script or anything like that. We're just having a conversation. We're kicking some ideas around and um, our thoughts are really what we want to share with our audiences, correct? Totally, totally. And, and I'll be putting this on my show as well, sharing with them because other people being able to listen to us, you know, expert investors, you know, being a fly on the wall, listening to how we're talking, like I'm seeing right now, in fact, just very similar, eerie similarities to 2008. So I started investing back in 2006. And so seeing all through the crash and investing through the crash and then not losing money, like the way I invest, like just like you with, with passive investing, we want to make sure that we're making money every single month. We're not flipping homes. We're not, you know, trying to hope for appreciation. We're not hoping for anything. No, we're, we're business owners. We want to make sure we're making money. And so when I saw 2008 happen, I was kind of worried that I'd be losing money, but my rents went up because I invest for cash flow for a passive income coming in every single month. And I'm looking at now, it's going to be very similar. It seems like it's going to be similar. In fact, right now in Phoenix, it's dropped from the high in 2022. It's already dropped. I want to say it's about 17% from the high of 2022. And I think it's just starting to, to be the best time ever to invest in real estate. What kind of similarities are you seeing from 2006 and, and eight, all that, that changed to where it is now? Well, uh, let me answer your question first, because then I, I have a comment about where we've been over the last couple of years. So if you look back to what happened in the early 2000s, we saw a massive run up and it, it was accelerating to the point where it got to a essentially a blow off top in 2006. And then things started to contract, um, credit dried up, people weren't able to finance their deals, builders overbuilt, and then they pulled back. And so prices started to drop. And then, you know, the, the 2006 quote unquote crash led to the Great Recession of 2008. And then, you know, for a period of years, we saw housing prices, well, asset prices across the board, but housing prices come down. 
and what was uh, expensive and over overpriced became uh, affordable and much less expensive. And numerically, the the numbers penciled out. You know, like the 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 prices dropped. Yes, rents dropped as well, but prices dropped faster and more than rents. So you became you got a situation where your rent to value or rent to price ratio made the numbers work. It penciled out. And so around 2012, 2011, 2012, that was essentially the trough, the bottom of the market, uh, more or less across the country. You know, you could argue about which market dropped the most. But as far as a timing perspective, 2011, 2012 was probably the best time to start getting back into a market uh, because that was the lowest price point. Uh, So that's what we saw back then. now, I'm not saying that we're seeing that same type of drop right now, but if you look at where we came from over the last couple of years in 2020, 2021, um, and leading into 2022, we saw essentially a 20%, I'm rounding numbers here, of course, but we saw a 20% uh, uh, rate of appreciation in, on average, every market's different, but on average across the country for two years in a row. Now, 20% is is abnormally high. And it's certainly unsustainable, but to see that happen for two years in a row is definitely um, outside the norm. And in fact, I don't know if we've ever seen that in history. Um, so, so we've had this massive run-up. Now, what we're seeing is corrections across the board. Uh, I'm being a lo- little long-winded about this, D- Dustin, but if you uh, just let me finish, <laughs> I will, I'll, absolutely. So, you know, we we had historically low interest rates. About a year or so ago, you know, we were down sub three percent, which is incredibly cheap credit, cheap financing. At the same time, we had uh, supply and demand imbalances that were driving prices up rapidly. So you had a perfect storm. If you were able to know what was going to happen, that would have been the perfect time to time your entry into the real estate market around that period of time. Well, let's move, let's fast forward to today. So a year ago in, you know, January, 2022, we had interest rates that were somewhere around three and a half percent at that time. Uh, It did dip below 3%. If you look across the hundred major metropolitan areas across the country, there were only three markets that were frothy at that time. It was Boise, Idaho, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Austin, Texas. And at that point, those markets were what you might call higher risk, okay? The risk as in not like it's it's a bad investment. Risk in terms of we are overpriced, overextended, and overbought to the point where there has to be a pullback. If there's any change in the economy, any change in interest rates, you're going to see a drop and, and a pullback. So fast forward to today. Now, of that those same 100 markets, 96% of them are what you would classify as overbought or high risk, higher risk. And, and they are, I, I was going to say they're due to correct, but they're already correcting. The majority of them are already correcting. And so, you know, if you stretch a rubber band far enough, uh, you know, and you let go, it's going to snap back. It may, it may be stretched out uh, further than what it was originally, you know, it, it, because of uh, that's just what happens. But but markets tend to do that too. That's why a lot of markets are cyclical. So maybe maybe not as much as you know other markets like the coastal markets. But anyway, long story short, what I'm saying is that today we are seeing these markets correcting, and there has been an, a fair amount of correction. Uh, tie that now again with mortgage rates starting to slowly come back down, and you're you don't have the perfect storm yet, but you're getting to a point where 
it's making more and more sense to invest in many of these markets around the country, some more so than others. And so, you know, you just got to have your dry powder ready and start underwriting and looking at deals in different markets and pick, you know, the deals that make sense. Because, you know, we were talking about this offline. It, it, for me, it's not a matter of should I invest or, you know, um, uh, or, or if I should invest, it's where should I invest? For me, it's a matter of location. There's always a deal out there. 100%. And everywhere you're going to be able to find deals. Now, the deals will be harder to find when it's a seller's market, but you still find them. My students are finding them all the time. I mean, we're capturing equity. I mean, you would think in a seller's market, everybody's paying it over, let's say 10% over, 5% over asking price. No, we were actually getting 10% lower, 15 and 20% lower because there are always going to be good deals. And what I see right now. So people ask me, well, Dustin, if the market's going to correct, should I wait? Like, well, honestly, I don't think so. And the reason, there are a couple of reasons. Number one, I thought back in 2017, 27, into 2018, there was going to be a correction back then, but that didn't happen, obviously. And so if I would have stopped investing then because, oh, it's coming, I would not be where I'm at. And my students would not be at the same place. So we don't know when it's actually going to happen. That's number one. Number two, on top of that, people ask you, obviously, the question, should I wait to invest? You don't wait to invest. Deals are everywhere, just like you said, Marco, but you don't wait to invest. You like, I, I love this. It's, it's, it's a saying. So you don't wait to invest, but you buy real estate and then you wait. So you hold on to that real estate over time. You make money. And the beautiful thing about how, you know, if you invest for passive income, you passively try to invest so that you're making money every single month. I love passive income for my properties, the cash flow. And so when the market crashed in 2008, I thought I was going to be losing money. I saw so many people go bankrupt because they were either over leveraged, they were hoping for appreciation, they're trying to flip or whatever it might be. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find the area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. But this, the difference or the crazy thing was, and I just happened to, because I was doing this, I didn't, didn't know it was the right way to do it. Whether the market went up, down or sideways, I made money and I made more money because people ask, well, if there's foreclosures, the economy, everybody's getting laid off. Like Disney just said, they're going to lay off 7,000. Google just said they're going to lay off 10,000. Amazon, another like seven or 8,000. There's a lot of people who are going to be losing their jobs, which is sad. But those would potentially be homeowners. And what happens to homeowners? Sadly, they lose their properties in foreclosure, but they have to live somewhere. So what is demand? Demand skyrockets for our rentals, for our properties that we buy and hold. And so I saw my income go up in the recession, which was just crazy. And so with that, the last thing I'll say, the reason why I say right now is the best time to invest in real estate is because 
just like if you were going to go surfing. If you're going to go surfing, you sit on your board and then when a wave comes, you start paddling before the wave comes so you can catch that wave and ride it all the way in. You do not paddle after the wave's already out past you. You're not going to catch that wave. And so we have no idea when it's going to happen. So we invest now because there are great deals. As long as we're making money every single month, as long as we know what we're doing, listen to Marco, listen to how we teach how to invest. If you do it well, you're going to be insulated from these big problems that a lot of people are going to have. But the biggest thing is that I love this quote. When is the best time to plant a tree? Well, it was 20 years ago. Well, the next best time is literally today. Same thing. You do not want to be sitting 20 years from now thinking, oh man, I was listening to Marco and Dustin talk on the podcast and I wish I would have started investing then. No, no, no. You don't want to be thinking that. You want to be thinking, I'm so glad that I was listening to them. I took action. I started investing 20 years ago and look at where I'm at now. Because in 20 years from now, we're going to forget everything that's happening now. We're going to already have forgotten what happened in 2008. And we're going to be looking at these properties making us more and more money every single month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well said. <clears throat> you know, if we, uh, if we stop to zoom out and take, take a look at the big picture, kind of the macro uh, picture here, and you look at fundamentals, we're still in a situation where we have a housing shortage. So yes, you know, there's been a pause because interest rates have gone up. There's a bit of a pause because consumer confidence has dropped a little bit, which is exactly what the Federal Reserve is trying to do. They're trying to dry up consumer demand. Uh, but if you look at the fundamentals of, of population and population growth and and the and the number of homes we need, we need 17.1 million homes if you measure it from 2020 to 2030, okay? So think about that, 17.1. We have not been able to keep pace with that. Now, granted, builders have been aggressive and we have been... Ca- closing that gap. But where we stand today is we're still at a 1.7 million household shortage today. And this is 2023. So although we're catching up, we're still in a deficit. So the fundamentals are very strong that there will be continued housing demand. And here's another interesting uh, 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 data point, if you will. So if you look at the last five decades, right, from 1980 through to today, and you look at 30-year-olds, like kind of that age where you're you're now considered like a full-on adult and you're either married or you're planning to get married. And now you're, you know, you're looking at home buying, you right? You want to get your first home, a starter home, affordable home, whatever you want to call it. If you look at the trend, you'll see that there's tailwind that's pushing us forward with home buying. And that is this. Today, 30-year-olds represent only 32% uh, uh, of, of home ownership in that demographic, in that age group. It was 58% in the, the 1980s. 58% of 30-year-olds ha- were buying a home. It dropped considerably decade after decade to the low today of only 32%. So what does this mean? I mean, th- this tailwind means that there's additional pent-up demand. Call it shadow demand if you want. But there's pent-up demand for these 30-year-olds to get back out there in the market and they're looking to buy a home. So, you know, again, that's favorable for us being uh, landlords or you know, rental property owners, whatever you want to call us. Uh, so you've got to look at the fundamentals. You've got to consider the big picture, not just what's happening this year or in this quarter with interest rates or anything like that. You, you've got to step back and look at things from a long-term perspective. And if you do that, you'll be successful because if you go back to any year, any decade, and look at what people did when they bought property whether it was a low 
market or a high market, they made out very, very well when you fast forward 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. It's, you know, back to your tree analogy. Yeah, you don't wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. It's just over time, things are going to work out better. Now, I remember 2008, and I couldn't get enough. There's so many properties. I didn't have enough money. I wish I had enough money. So now I'm actually blessed to have money, access to capital, all this stuff, because when it does happen, I'm going to be ready to buy. Talk to me about what your what you saw going through that entire you know 2010 and how we can make sure that we're capitalizing because if there is something like a crash which we don't know if there is or there isn't we just know that real estate's a fantastic investment as long as we're getting good deals what did you see any lessons that you learned going through that process of 2010 all the you know the, the crash of 2010 that we would be able to start implementing now and as we see this happening being able to utilize in the future. If I really thought about it, I'd probably come up with multiple lessons. The first one that really just popped popped in mind is probably the biggest mistake quote unquote investors made back then. The investors that we think were investors were really speculators. They were buying because they were just hoping for continued ongoing price appreciation. The big mistake they made is they we're buying properties that couldn't cash flow from day one. And so look, if the market quote unquote crashed and their property values dropped 10, 20, even 30, 40%, as long as they had a tenant in there paying rent and that rent covered their operating expenses and their debt service, they could have weathered through that entire recession without a problem because the property value will always change. It'll always go up and down. Like that's, that's, that that variable is the constant. Um, but as long as their property is paying for itself, or I'd like to say as long as the property carries itself, you can weather through any recession, through any storm, you know, any kind of market cycle, because that's the smart way to invest. You invest with ideally positive cash flow. Um, negative, uh, negative cash flow is not ideal, but there are certain short-term circumstances where it can make sense. But, you know, if they would have invested intelligently, they would have had properties that basically carried themselves and paid for themselves. But that's not what happened. They were speculators, not investors. So that was the number one biggest problem is that everybody became a real estate speculator, but thought they were investors. <laughs> I 100% agree. In fact, I know lots and lots of people. In fact, you probably, if you were just watching the news in 2010, you just see bankrupt, 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 like everybody's going bankrupt. Hotels. And here's a sad thing. I know there are quite a few people who are quote unquote Airbnb experts, they got two properties and they're making like this much money and they're like, oh man, it's the best thing in the world. Like, well, I remember in 2009, 2010, hotels weren't doing very well back then. So recently, the last, what, four or five years, we've been having a lot of great economy. In fact, Fed's just been printing money, dumping it into the system, which just props everything up and devalues our currency. But anyways, with that, it's always been a up cycle or a booming economy. But at the same time, what happens when it's a down economy? I see if you're speculating, like you said, that's a great word to use. You're speculating, you're hoping it's going to go up. What if it doesn't? That's the downside. And so what I love to do is I love to build a business. So this is one big lesson that I learned because when I first started investing, I didn't know to build the business. I didn't know to get the right people in place. I didn't know any of this stuff. The only thing that I have to save in grace was I, I invested for cash flow because I wanted money. I want to be able to feed my family. That was the only one saving grace. But over time, I learned that in building a business, I was able to scale my business even more, finding the right 
property managers, the right contractors, inspectors, insurance agents, mortgage brokers. Like we have the right people in the business that are going to make sure we're not doing it wrong. Meaning your property manager, that's here's here's a, an example of what would be wrong. Let's say you buy a house, you do everything the quote unquote gurus tell you, to, Mark and I wouldn't tell you to this, but quote unquote gurus will tell you to this. Find a, find a property, you run the numbers, you maybe make a little bit of money in passive income, spend thousands of dollars to buy the property, spend thousands of dollars to fix up the property. And then you find a tenant and then you find a, try to find a property manager. I've had so many people say, Dustin, I did what those gurus said. And then I tried to call property managers and the property managers would say, no, I won't manage that property because I'll get shot there. Well, it's a bad area because you no longer have a live, an asset anymore. You have a liability because you can't manage it or somebody else is not going to manage it. How much better would it be is if you built the business first, you already have experts there instead of calling, hey, property manager, I bought this property. Instead, you say, I'm looking to buy this property. Would you tell me how much you could rent for? What's a vacancy factor? What's the type of clientele? And will you manage the property? If they say no, well, then you haven't wasted all the time and money buying the property and have a liability. Instead, you actually have somebody who says, oh, I know that area. Like they're the experts. They literally own the ground. Zillow was saying we can, in that same area, we had similar properties. Zillow said maybe $1,400 a month. We couldn't get $1,400. We can only get $1,300 a month. Well, that's expert advice that they, they are literally boots on the ground that are going to help you to make sure you're doing it right. So for me, the biggest lesson that I learned was building the business first so that all the properties that I buy, all it is, is just a piece of inventory. I will probably never even care to see it, let alone live in that property. But uh, my, my customers will. With that, my customers are going to be renting my inventory. So I build the business first so that I could then buy the property and put it into my business as a piece of inventory. And as just like any business, you want to be making sure you're making money every single month. Just like if you had a candy bar and you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you can sell it for a dollar all day, every day. Well, it might cost you 50 cents. That's great. You buy it for 50 cents, sell it for a dollar, you pocket 50 cents. But here's the great thing about real estate investing. Let's say you don't even have to 50 cents to buy the candy bar. You can borrow it, that 50 cents for 25 cents, and then you're out of pocket 75 cents, none of your own money, and then you can sell it for a dollar. You make 25 cents every single candy bar. You you will not get enough money. You're like, I want to do more. So when you build the business, you understand your business model, you understand your inventory, your type of clientele, what type of rents, what your expenses are, and then you're saving yourself of all this headache of not knowing. I don't buy a property unless I know with a 99% certainty that I'm gonna make a minimum of $250 a month, that I have people managing it, people insuring it, people everything doing everything in the business before I even buy one property. Yeah, yeah, very, very well said. So you wanna spend a few minutes talking about what we uh, expect to see going forward in the months and year or two to come? Totally, All right. totally. I, I can go ahead and... Uh, actually, I'll let you start. I just talked a lot. Let me have you start and then I'll, I'll uh, add in what I'm thinking. Because I, like I said, in Phoenix, it's already dropped. Last time I heard it was last month when I heard this. So it's even more than that now. But it was 14% last month. It's from the high to now. It's dropped 14%. It's probably like 16, maybe 17% drop now. But from that point forward, what are you think, thinking and seeing? Well, there's probably a lot of thoughts here. First of all, I, I you know it's worth repeating what I said before. It's it's not a matter of if uh, I should invest. It's a matter of where I should invest. There are always opportunities peppered all around the country that are, of course, market specific. Like they're they're area specific, neighborhood specific. So there are always opportunities. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of where. 
Um, and I, I also like to say it's not a matter of, you know, um, when the time is now, it's a matter of where. But we have three interesting conditions that are going on right now that are improving affordability, which, you know, of course, of course helps homeowners, people who are moving into the real estate market uh, as a homeowner or people who, who want to move up, which just opens up inventory for those who are moving in. Um, but, you know, one is we have rising incomes, uh, however low that may be. But we have, you know, conditions where there are rising incomes. Uh, second, we are seeing falling home prices. We've seen that for a little while now that will, you know, that trend will continue until things start to normalize. But, uh, you know, I don't see anything happening that's I would consider a quote unquote crash. Uh, you know, I just see adjustments. Some markets are pausing and taking a breather. Other markets had run up too much too fast and they're 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 adjusting to the new normal of whatever that's going to be. And then, you know, coupled with that, you know, the third uh, trifecta. Uh, is the falling mortgage rates. You know, they, they ran up very, very quickly, um, which was unprecedented. It was a 41-year, you know, high run-up. But now they're coming back down and they'll probably normalize around 5%, I would think, for a period of time. Because I think I think the Federal Reserve wants to just keep, uh, you know, an ace in their, in their pocket of being able to adjust if they need to. They want that extra leverage or lever to, to, to adjust if they, if they need to. But we have rising incomes, falling home prices. We have uh, mortgage rates that are dropping. All this is these three conditions lead to um, improved affordability, which is just going to help you know the housing market as a whole, um, which will stabilize pricing. And then you know long term, you know things will continue to uh, appreciate because of inflation and and of course you know demand outstripping supply. So. Um, so I think those are all positive things. Um, you know, we're still a little too high on the uh, affordability um, scale, if you will. That you know, there's still there's 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 still room for adjustment there. It has to adjust. But um, but I think I'm you know bullish. I, I may I may have been more bullish a year ago uh, than I am now, but I'm still bullish. But I you know I know things move in cycles, and so going forward. Um, Again, long-term perspective. Invest with a long-term mentality, and, and you're gonna you're gonna do very well. Real estate is just a very forgiving asset class. I love how slow real estate moves. Like you could see it coming. Like a stock could drop in one day. You're like, where'd my where did everything go? It's gone. But real estate moves rather slow. And then at the same time, you're in control. That's what I love about real estate. You're in control of your asset. And so with that, what I'm seeing also. So I definitely see very very similar things. I think that the Federal Reserve is eventually going to, I think it's already here, but we're in a recession. I know that. But also, as far as a crash, not sure if we're going to have a crash crash, uh, meaning like everything, the sky's falling, not not saying that. But I'd see a lot of companies doing layoffs. And that hasn't really even hit the market yet. Like that hasn't hit the economy like this, that much less money coming. So like I said, Google's laying off 10,000. Disney literally just yesterday said they're laying off 7,000. Amazon, another 10,000. Um, Tesla is like all these companies, even like Chase, the mortgage divisions of banks are laying off thousands and thousands of workers. So they're getting ready for something, it seems like. And I remember uh, Chase Bank, Jamie Dimon is about a year ago, give or take, said that he sees a lot of economic storm coming, a huge economic storm coming. So whatever the case may be with the economy as it's coming, I love what you said. It's not if you should invest, it's where. Because everywhere in the country, there's always going to be a market for us to invest. Some will be better than others. But at the same time, even in a specific market that you want to invest in, 
you're going to find great deals in there that other people won't be able to find because all the other ones aren't good deals, but you find a good deals. Who knows? In fact, some of my students, they'll, they'll find somebody that's getting a divorce and I just want to stick it to my spouse. I hate that person. I just want to sell it and get out of it. Like, okay, I'll take it from you. You know, so there's always going to be good deals. Now I'm seeing that you're hundred percent right with the interest rates. It seems like the especially the banks, they're like, oh, my mortgages are drying up. We're not, we're having to lay off our workforce of doing these mortgages. And so they're looking at the interest rates going up as well as like mortgage rates. But then also Federal Reserve, this last week, the, when he came out, uh, I can't remember the Fed chair's name, but he came about being much more dovish, not hawkish. And like, like we're going to raise, we're going to raise. So that's going to help. But here's another big you know, interest rates, you know, when I say help, interest rates going to be stabling, stabilizing off and not continue to rise. But another thing, affordability for the homes, the price of the homes. I love, sellers are fantastic, but I love the idea that they're nostalgic. Sellers are always nostalgic. They're thinking, Matt, six months ago, I could have got this much. A year ago, I could have got this much. So I'm going to hold on. So that's why prices haven't dropped like they probably will in the next six months. So you'll see some more correction. Like you said, Marco, 20% year over year increase. That is nuts. That is crazy. There needs to be a correction. And here's a great thing. Well, I live in Phoenix. And uh, for incidentally, Phoenix is where the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is going to be at, where you and I are going to be speaking and and sharing with people. And and with that, in Phoenix, the market went up like in two years, 50%. It was just a dramatic increase in values or, or um, price of homes. And who was overbidding? It wouldn't be me or you. We don't overbid for properties. We don't pay top dollar for, or, you know, 10% above. It's homeowners. But the funny thing is now, homeowners are now priced out of the market of certain homes. So in Phoenix, remember, this is the desert. Three bedroom, two bath was selling for $500,000. Like, this is the desert. Why in the world is it selling for that? It's because homeowners kept driving it up because it was cheap money. Two and a half percent rent. Yeah, I'll be able to afford that. But that $500,000 mortgage at two and a half percent is totally different at a 7%, 6 or 7%, that only goes $250,000. So who is priced out of the market? Our competitors. You and I, Marco, and everybody listening to your show and my show, we're not competitors. Homeowners, they are our competition. They're the ones that overpay, but they're now priced out of the market, which then brings prices down. Sellers are definitely nostalgic, so it'll eventually come down a little bit more. But when it does, we're going to see like rents have gone up. My rents have just skyrocketed the last couple of years. It's absolutely amazing. So prices will come down. Will we then be able to buy properties? Remember, good deals everywhere. And then when you buy it, capturing that equity if you can, but then also getting that passive income. So I honestly think, so it's 2023 now. By 2024, 2025, I think right now is the best time to get started if you're not already starting, but then be buying deals now because when it does, if it does come where they're everybody's screaming, oh, it's the worst time ever to buy. I like what Warren Buffett said. You need to buy when there's blood in the street. When everybody says don't buy, that's when you buy. When everybody says to sell, that's when you don't sell. Yeah. <laughs> you do the opposite of what everybody else, the crazy people want to do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just to add to that, actually, it's it's. I would I would argue that um, because of uh, rising interest rates, um, among other factors, that uh, even investors, a lot of investors have kind of put the, put the brakes on or stepped to the side. Uh, so, you know, if homeowners are your competition, you know, um, um, I, I would say that this is, you know, becoming a really opportune time for as a real estate investor, because there's still a lot of real estate investors that are, uh, you know, waiting to see what's going to happen. They're on the sideline. They're going to, you know, try and time a particular market, whatever the case is. So you have less competition. Um, 
you know, trying to f- chase after or bid on particular properties in certain areas if that's where you're looking. So, so I, you know, I, I think conditions are are forming where it's very opportune to you know push the gas pedal at least pretty soon uh, and start acquiring more property. Totally, totally. I'm really looking forward to it. And so everybody, you're listening to our show. I mean, you're listening to basically Marco and I, investors, telling you what we're doing and how we're seeing the market. And what you're hearing us say is literally that right now or every single time that you're thinking about investing, that's the right time. You just need to find out where to invest and which property to invest in. You need to find the right deals because they're going to be out there. In fact, my students, even all through 21 and 22, 2021 and 2022, where prices were just crazy, sellers were holding on to properties, my students were cash on equity because we put in offers and we go after the deals. We don't buy bad deals. Like you won't buy a candy bar for $1.25 if you can only sell it for a dollar. Why would you do that? You'd be losing money every single month. Might as well only buy the good deals. And so 100%. So I definitely believe, and this is the reason why we're putting on the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is because we see, you and I see, and all the, and actually we have 42 43 now, 43 speakers, man, it's going to be awesome. All expert investors of different things from uh, land investing to storage units to passive investing um, like you, Marco, to uh, mobile homes, to uh, mobile home parks, not necessarily the the, the boxes, but um, uh, syndications, everything, all the above. And we're showing you that even now, especially now, like that's the only time to invest is now. Right now, there are great deals out there and we're going to show you how to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about that, you know, so people know where and when it is and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, just kind of a closing comment. I mean, we could have multiple closing comments here. Um, you know, for people who are are wondering, uh, you know, whether we're going to be in a recession or have a recession soon, um, you could argue that we are already in a recession, you know, maybe not technically speaking, but, um, but, you know, this year we'll probably see the media start talking about uh, a recession more and more. And then, you know, there's already a lot of talk about, well, if we're in a recession, you know, the Fed's going to try and have a soft landing. I think they just want to kind of curb uh, consumer demand. So that way, you know, we don't see a crash anywhere across the board, whether in the stock market or the housing market. I, I think they want to lower inflation, curb consumer demand, uh, let markets adjust and, um, and then, you know, just let things kind of continue forward in a more controlled growth uh, mode, you know, controlled pace. I think as uh, as an investor in many asset classes, the only thing I am really concerned about, and I think the biggest concern that most investors should be concerned about, is what I refer to as the highly unlikely event, or what you might call a black swan event, the unknown unknowns. You know, you couldn't predict, you know, the SNL crisis. You couldn't, you know, predict, um, you know, the coronavirus, uh, the Lehman Brothers collapse and, you know, all that, that fiasco back in 2008. I mean, you know, uh, you know, aliens coming down and swooping us up, you know, these things you can't predict. Um, you can have theories about it, but you just don't know what's going to happen or when, like a 9-11, for example. So these black swan events, sure, you know, certainly can and do happen. That's a major disruption. But, you know, if you look back at every event like that, we've come out of it. It may have taken several years, but we've We've survived and we've come out of it. So to me, that's kind of the worst case scenario. If you do your due diligence up front and you, you don't intel- invest intelligently, you'll do well. It might take a little longer if you make a few mistakes, but um, but you know, my only concern right now are black swan events. Well, if we see from coronavirus, you know, in 2020, that was a black swan event. Nobody saw that coming. But you see how much more ripping, roaring after that. 
that we that it, so we we always bounce back. Absolutely, we'll always bounce back. But those black swan events, we have no clue if they're going to come. But as long as we're trying to best to protect ourselves, making like you you know uh, passive investing, getting cash flow every single month, if we do that, more than likely we're going to be okay. And it eventually will weather past it, and eventually to come back. And we'll be better than ever. And so even through the, you know, crash in 2012 to the coronavirus and all that sort of stuff, I make more and more money every single time something like this happens. Now, it's, it's a bummer in the beginning, but eventually I make more and more money. Yeah, for sure. So what do we have going on um, in Phoenix? Uh, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference or RubeCon for short. This is the second annual event. Um, you've uh, invited me to come back as a keynote speaker. I appreciate that. Uh, so why don't you share the what, the where, the when, and the why? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so um, just like you, I have got a lot of people that uh, are in our community. And so I created the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference to bring all of us expert speakers, expert investors, to bring our community, to build a community. It's not a sales pitch type of, yeah, run to the back and give us money. No, it's all about you and community. So it's going to be in Phoenix, May 4th through the 6th. And it'll be here. It'll be a three-day conference. And it's literally all about giving to you as an audience. Marco and I will literally be walking the halls, hanging out with everybody, talking with everybody. And you, you'll know a lot of other conferences. Speakers will come. They'll do their one speak uh, speech and then leave. They, they don't stay for the conference. No, this is a community that we're building. So come hang out with Marco and myself. And actually, there's 43 total speakers. And these are expert investors, people experts on subject two, like how to get properties with subject two financing, um, you know, subject to the loan. Uh, to Airbnb, to storage units, all the above. We are all investors and there are so many great ways to invest. We're going to broaden your mind to how you can invest, how you can protect yourself, capitalize in the recession and become even better investors. And like I said, you're going to be able to hang out with Marco uh, at, at RubeCon and you'll, and you'll you. be able to see him. He's he's one of the one of the taller guys. At I'm not that tall. So I, I always, I, oh, Marco, you're pretty tall. <laughs> this is pretty fun. So it'll be great to be able to hang out with you, Marco, again. But then all of our audiences, like we're all of the speakers, we have our own students and audiences. We're bringing them all together. We're just trying to build a big community of everybody helping each other out because we're not competition. Really, when you really, really look at it, we're not competition. If we view it as we're helping each other out, my goodness, life gets so much better investing. And actually, everybody, if you're listening to it, I would love for you to come. And I even want to give you a 10% off code. Use the promo code Marco. Use the promo code Marco. It'll give you 10% off your ticket. We just want to see you become real estate investors or continue. If you're, an, if you're an accredited investor, we have opportunities for you to invest as well. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I'm glad that you're going to be up there keynoting again and sharing your insights and everything. So everybody needs to come so they can at least to hang out with you. If anything, that's what they need to well, do. They should hang out with everybody there. Cause like you said, it's a community. There's some great people. Like I had a lot of fun last year. I met so many great people. Um, I, you know, I was learning a little bit, uh, uh, of stuff from everybody that I was talking to. So, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of like a mastermind, you know, everybody's kind of sharing their knowledge and asking questions and getting help and everybody's contributing it. it it's just a great, great environment to be in. And if you're an investor or a wannabe investor, this is a place to be, you know, you really need to rub shoulders with people who are doing it, making it happen. And how much more do you realize that, 
the people that are putting their money to fly to a location, buy a ticket, and then they're serious. They're not just kicking tires. They're not just, oh, I kind of want it. No, no. These people are serious about their business and they're serious about investing. And you getting around, like in my life, everybody knows that I'm an investor. Everybody from church, everybody from the gym, everybody from all, but nobody's investors. I can't, I had to put this on to get investors around me. And so imagine all over the country, even I have people flying from out of the country into America to come to the conference. So with that, you're getting these, these are the cream of the crop. These are the people that are, they're very serious about investing. And then you're going to be able to network with them. And you guys are going to be growing so tremendously in your business and in your investing, but definitely get your ticket 10% off. Use the promo code Marco. And I just want to see you grow just like all of us. I'm going to be there growing as well. I love learning from everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Dustin, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we kind of uh, had this last minute impromptu conversation. Absolutely. Same here, Marco. It's great seeing you again. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon and um, we'll encourage everybody to join us in Phoenix uh, for your next event. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.